All right, guys, welcome back into another PGA DFS video. My name is Eric Pausing. Going to be getting into the Valero Texas Open. Uh, Going to be highlighting the core plays, the topics in each price range. Kind of changed up the style for the high tier and the mid tier plays just to see what you guys think. I would love your input on that. I'm uh, going to be touching on some Masters odds here at the end as well. Uh, just touching on who are the top bets right now for the Masters. And then, as always, going to give you guys some fades. And then the first like build uh, should be a pretty fun week. But first, need to touch on last week. Last week was a very interesting week as a whole. So first off, let's let's talk about the Corrales there. Joel Damon, and I'll just put up a meme to sum up the Corrales. Joel Damon right here. I mean, it, that was that was terrible. Honestly, he like really made sure that it wasn't a great week pretty much. That withdrawal really hurt. Uh, really just if you give the 20 points for round two or if you give maybe the 60 points for round two, round three, round four, who knows what he would have done. He was a top rated player in the nine to five model. And, you know, a bunch of those other players that were top 10 in the nine to five model did really well. Um, and, you know, that's where it kind of hurts. That's where it kind of hurts. You know, it was a Crowley's once again, though, with another you know pretty stellar week there. So, you know, we'll take that. Uh, but also the Dell Technologies match play. So, you know, both good and bad. Uh, had some bad calls, had some good calls. And that's that's why it's a red week. That's one of those weeks where it's a fun week. Overall, the top player in the nine to five player pool, Scotty Scheffler ended up winning, though. Uh, and he was by far the most likely to win, uh, too. So that was awesome to see. Uh, Cordy Connors played well. That was cool. Good for him. Uh, Willie Z, uh, fifth place finish there. And he was someone that I was on a lot. Uh, Adam Scott really probably should have beat Kevin Kisner if it wasn't for kind of some lucky shots here or there. Obviously, that eagle chip. And good for Kevin Kisner, though. I know, uh, you know, he gets a lot of hype for his match play prowlness. And yes, a lot of it was luck, um, really, with a couple of those matches. But that's kind of just match play. It's just like a couple inches here or there on a putt. I mean, heck, Scotty Scheffler. There's a chance he didn't couldn't have made it out of match play. There's a chance he could have lost to someone like Billy Horschel, who, you know, he just ended up beating barely. Uh, you look at Willie Z, who, yeah, he finished fifth, but he could have easily lost to Victor Hovland twice, you know. Uh, it was just kind of the nature of the beast last week, and <laughs> Willie Z with Kevin Na as well. So, you know, that is just kind of how that week goes. Uh, it's a fun week, not one you want to attack too aggressively as well, but you know, if you had used the nine to five lineup tool to make those player groups, you could have ended up on a pretty solid build. Uh, you know, I ended up with a top 10 GPP build. Uh, it was all luck. That's all it was. It was just having Sky Shuffler, Kevin Kisner, DJ, and Seamus Power, which DJ and Seamus Power were two players I really wasn't got on my way to play at all. That's just what the lineup builder spit in there. And that was probably a lineup combination that I only had like 2% of builds. So it's a lucky week. You know, don't get too mad if you didn't have a good week and don't get too crazy if you did have a good week. It's just kind of a luck-based week. And, you know, little things here and there are, are going to be the difference makers there. But, you know, fun week. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to get a lot of chatter for uh, the President's Cup out of that. But I will say one big takeaway I got was Dustin Johnson, guys. So Dustin Johnson, after the first day, after round one, he's someone that, you know, typically will tell it how it is. You know, you don't really have to worry about, you know, him sugarcoating anything. He said, yeah, I'm really hitting the ball well right now. Probably the best I've hit it in a year. And I'm like, dang, if he's hitting it the best that he has in a year, I might have to put an outright bet on him for a couple of these majors. So uh, if you guys want to do that, you can. Obviously, DJ at the top of his game is one of the best golfers in the world, and that's why he almost beat the eventual champ in Sky Scheffler, who was currently the best golfer in the world. So I'll be that. There you guys go. Let's get into the strategy for this week. So we got the Valero 
formerly the Houston Texas Open, but Valero Texas Open this week. So the past winners have been Jordan Spieth. Obviously, we don't have that COVID year in 2020, so the next winner was Corey Connors in 2019, Andrew Landry, and Kevin Chappell. So the win can play a big factor in this, and that's why you see the average win score kind of differ. The average win score is 16, but the win scores kind of differ. The average cut line is either over par if it's playing hard or it's under par if it's not playing hard, you know, it is expected to play about fair with the weather. So 15 mile per hour this week is a Greg Norman course design. I'm a little bit surprised the PGA Tour allowed a Greg Norman course design here. You know, that's a little strange. Just kidding. But uh, uh, Bermuda Greens, uh, green speeds are about to be 11 on the step meter. So a little bit slower, kind of a, a short or a long to normal size track TPC style course here. So uh, the top key stats for this week are going to be stroke skin approach, or you could look at greens gained or uh, greens and regulation. Uh, total driving and ball striking, not that big of a factor, though. So, you know, distance doesn't particularly matter, but we do see stroke skin approach uh, matter. And also stroke skin around the green. I saw that the wedge stat was popping up there as well, but obviously if you just want to look at stroke skin around the green as a whole, you can. And since it does play typically a little bit harder, birdie to bogey ratio is going to be the way to go. Uh, the top stat fits are going to be Rory McIlroy, Richard Bland, uh, you know, small sample size there, includes DB Tour. Uh, Maverick McNeely, Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, some of the top players with course history are going to be Lucas Glover, Brent Snedeker, Corey Connors, could throw in Jordan Spieth in there. Uh, once again, this is minimum two starts over the past four years. Uh, local ties. So players that have uh, ties to the Texas area. That's, you know, that's that graphic there for you. Best in recent form, we got Roy McIlroy, Hideki Matsuyama, Maverick McNeely, Sibu Kim, Denny McCarthy, Robert McIntyre, Bobby Mack, Cordy Connors, KH Lee, let's go, and then Troy, my man, Money Merit. Uh, my thoughts for this week, though. So last week's player, you know, there's the potential for players to be looking ahead from last week. That is a worry. Uh, but really, you know, a player like Corey Connors, maybe he's going to be a little bit worn out from playing too much golf. But at the end of the day, I don't think players would be playing in this event if they didn't think they can win it, especially with the Masters right around the corner. Uh, that being said, I do think there is a potential for bad chalk because there are a lot of high-risk, high-reward type players, especially on that high-end tier, a lot of players with a lot of name value. Uh, that being said, if players do struggle you know, after round one or early in round one, yeah, they might use this as kind of a, a tune-up week. So you know, they might not go into it uh, as a, using it as a tune-up week, but as the week goes on, they might end up using it as a tune-up week. So that is something that we'll have to pay attention to in round one for our round two showdown slates. All right, so I did mention I have a little bit of a new style here for you guys. Here it is. Let's uh, unload it. So we got the high-tier plays here. Roy McIlroy, Abraham Manser, Chris Kirk, and Gary Woodland. Now, there are other top plays, but once again, my strategy is to focus on the players that have the most safety, but also the most upside. So obviously, when we're talking about upside, uh, Roy McIlroy is going to be the player that has the best upside. He's a top-rated player in the 9-5 to model. The only worry with Roy McIlroy is that he hasn't made a start here over the last four years, but looking at stat fit-wise, uh, he's really strong across the board. Birdie to broker ratio, top 20. A little bit poor in strokes can approach. Uh, ranks 90th uh, on the tour over the last 10 weeks, but I did look, or over his last 10 starts, I did look at greens uh, gained, top 20 there. So, you know, he's hitting the greens, just not as close as some other players. Not a big worry there. Strokes gained around the green, though, top 12. So we do like that from him. Uh, and then just strong across the board, top three staff hit. If you want to look at specialist rating, which is, includes TPC, TPC style courses, Texas style courses, uh, wind type, and then uh, Bermuda greens, you know, he's popping up there. Top three there as well. Uh, best in recent form, top player in the nine to five mile. I do really like him as a pick this week. And then Abram answer. So I do like Jordan Spieth. I do like Gordy Connors, uh, but Abram answer is a guy where he's been ascending for his course history. So he finished 58th here in 2018, in 2019, 42nd, and then last year, 23rd. So we do love that from him. Obviously, he's been playing some really solid golf so far this season. Uh, fifth in his last start, missed cut in the start before that, and then just a ton of made cuts prior to that. So he's been someone that's pretty much just been a top 40 machine 
given kind of the quality of field, I do expect him to play a little bit better than that. Overall, he ranks out top 12 in the 9-5 model. Would want that to be a little bit better for the fourth highest priced player on the slate, but still, overall, I do like that from him. And then Chris Kirk. So Chris Kirk, this kind of echoes that hit or miss nature. So Chris Kirk has finished sixth, miscut, and eighth here. Okay, that's, I guess, a little bit of the worry here. And his recent form has kind of been the same. So he's coming in off of a miscut. I never like to like really go out of my way to target a guy that's coming in off of a miscut. So he'd probably just be a mid-tier play for me or mid-exposure play for me. Uh, prior to that, though, he finished fifth, seventh, and 14th. Overall, only ranks out top 28 in recent form. Like that's because he has had some miscuts mixed in there. But still, top 15 staff fit. I'm really going to be trying to capture that upside with him. Once again, a little bit risky there. Not a cash play, but a guy that can return some value in GPPs. And that's also why I like some like Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland has been playing a lot better as of recent. So he ranks out 33rd in recent form rank, but you know, he had a bunch of weeks mixed in there where he was not playing well. So 21st in his last start, miscut a fifth and a fifth. So we do like that. Finished sixth here last year, top 20 staff in the field. And overall, pretty decent in specialist rating. So we can see the graphic there on the left-hand side. We had the betting odds there for these guys. So you, know, you guys can use that if you want to. I uh, got the model ranked there. Also have the top 10% for those players as well. We'll be touching on a core play in this price point range as well. Uh, I'm curious as to see if you guys can guess that player. Very interesting. You know, he's uh, he's been a cut maker. Doesn't have any starts here. Priced up a little bit too much. And that's kind of the theme. And that's going to be a couple of fades that I touch on a little bit later on. But getting into the mid-tier plays here, guys. Mid-tier is okay. Uh, definitely playing up a little bit for some guys that we don't love. Like, there's not that many players checking all the boxes this week. So, once again, checking all the boxes is a guy that has... Um, top 30 staff at top 30 recent form rank and top 30 staff at, and I like to see them ranking out top 30 in some of those, uh, that recent form. I like to see three straight made cuts and at least the top 30 finish. Same thing with courses. And we just don't really have that this week. So someone like Adam had one. So his course history is 23rd here last year. And then in 72nd place finish in 2017. As you guys know, once we get past like five years or course history, it tends to lag off there. So not a big deal that he finished 72nd. At least he made the cut. He's coming in on two straight May cuts in a row, but they were a seventh and a ninth place finish there from him. Really loved that. Missed cut the week before that, and then a 26th place finish. Overall, he ranks out top 10 in specialist rating. A little bit surprised about that. Uh, top 28 staff fit, and then top 17 in recent form rank. Overall, ranking out top 20 in the 95 miles. So good play, a little bit priced up, and that's kind of the worry there with him. Kind of same thing with Kevin Strillman, who has finished eighth, sixth, and 53rd here at this tournament. He's coming in off of a second, 22nd, and a missed cut, and then a 16th place finish as well. So kind of the exact same play as Adam Hadwin. A little bit worse staff fit as a whole, but still a quality pick. Still ranks out top 25 in the 9-5 mile this week. Dipping down a little bit lower, uh, we got Russell Knox. So Russell Knox has missed two straight cuts here in this tournament, and that's really why he's priced at this price point because he has made six straight cuts in a row. I love targeting players that have been cut makers, okay? He ranks out top 15 in recent form rank and also top 15 staff fit-wise as well. Uh, Strokes gain approach ranks 45th on that on tour over the past 10 weeks. Love that from him. An effective scoring that 95 only stat, top 60 as well, which in this field ranks out top 10. So love that from him. Overall, he does rank out top 30 in the 95 mile, is getting knocked a decent amount because of those missed cuts at this tournament. But still, given the recent form, I might just target him a decent amount. And then Patton Kazire. Patton Kazire has finished ninth at this tournament, which is his only start here in the last four years. But he's finished uh, or he's made five straight cuts in a row on the PGA Tour. Ranks as the top 35 staff in the field, uh, top 23 in recent form rank, top 35 uh, specialist rating, and then just top 25 in the 9-5 to mile as well. So that is a player that I'm really going to be going out of my way to target this week. 
Now I'll switch back into the typical uh, video format here. Let me know if you guys like this one. Going to get into the typical uh, video format that you guys are used to. All right, so we're switching it back into that normal uh, video format that you guys are used to here. So uh, here we go. So Ian Poulter, Ian Poulter in that low tier price point here is a decent play. I don't love him. I don't hate him. Uh, we can see he's a top uh, 20 pick in the nine to five mile this week. Four straight make cuts in a row. Really like that from him. 35th, 33rd, 42nd, 30th. You know, that's all decent for me and Poulter. Would like to see that be a little bit better. He's someone that, you know, given this course, uh, you know, top 20 in specialist rating, top 20 staff it. You know, I do expect him to make the cut. And then you never know. You know, he's someone that we would expect to play well if he does make the cut. And someone that I'm a little bit surprised about, and we'll get into a couple of the core plays here, are is uh, KH Lee. I mean, KH Lee, guys, I mean, that's a really surprising uh, price point there for me. Uh, KH Lee has been someone to me. That I'm just going to continue to roster. Okay. We've pretty much just been rostering for, I don't know, the past two months or so. Just been on a crazy cut streak. And when you get a guy on a crazy cut streak that keeps being priced down, you just kind of, kind of got to keep rostering. And that's pretty much the theme. Uh, we saw that the player championship, it was really cheap. Arnold Palmer Invitational, pretty, pretty cheap. Uh, yeah, you know, all these has been pretty cheap. Now, yes, uh, he hasn't been that high owned as well. Yes, that's probably just because you don't expect the big finishes from him. But all in all, at the end of the day, you do want a golfer that is making cuts. And his course history here has been pretty solid. Um, you know, pretty good uh, stat rank as well. Not clocking in for any specialist uh, stats there. That's why he's 100 there. But top 15 staff at top 10 in recent form rank, top 12 in course history. Rank. That's why he's getting a big bump in the 9 to 5 mile. But all in all, at the end of the day, that is still a really good play you know maybe you say he's only top 25 in the nine to five model you don't value made cuts as much as i do that is fine but at the end of the day he is priced down a little bit too cheap than he should be so that's a play that i really do like another core play was actually gonna be patent because i already touched on him a little bit uh patent because do like as well uh we can see you know 33rd staff fit in the field uh recent form rank pretty solid there 23rd in the field and then third for core sister rank now yes he only has made one start here in the last four years but that was a ninth place finish here last year uh, so, yeah, we do like that there from him. We can see his recent starts here are over the past year. You know, pretty good. Uh, you know, over the past year, he's made 29 starts, made 20 cuts. We like that. Eight of them have been top 20 finishes as well. So, pretty good there from him. And then another core play, the one I teased earlier, uh, Maverick McNeely. Okay? We could throw in Maverick Money McNeely if you want there as well because that will actually be the next core play. So, if you guys have been watching these videos for a while, you already know who I'm going to mention. And I already teased that earlier as well. But Maverick McNeely here, 11 straight make cuts in a row, guys. Uh, that is spectacular. Okay, I really do not get this price point. Uh, you know, he does struggle a little bit, strokes getting around the green, I guess, over the past two starts. Don't really have to worry about that. And, you know, that's the game of golf where a seesaw, you know, everything is a balancing act. Uh, we've seen him be, you know, really good around the green as well. So he's a guy that's just been making a ton of cuts. We, you know, we like that from him. Top eight in the nine to five mile. Yes, we're paying up a little bit for a guy that hasn't made a start here in the last four years, but given this price point, I do really like him. And I should say, guys, like all these guys that are core plays, they're just kind of standout plays to me at their price point. I don't really think on the player pool, on the nine to five player pool, at the end of the week, when I'm doing the write-up, doing the final touches, I don't know if any of these guys will be core plays. Like the only core play I might actually end up on is going to be Roy McIlroy, but these are the players I'm definitely going to be overweight on uh, compared to the field. Then the last core play is going to be Troy Money Merritt, okay? Just a weird price point, honestly, for a guy that was strangely chalk. And talking about strange chalk, uh, Tom Hoagie last week, I saw in some slates he was like the highest owned player on the slate. 
Oh, that was a little strange. They could have went to the obvious value, Richard Bland. I mean, come on. What were we doing there, guys? That was, I don't know, that was just strange. 20% for Tom Hoagie when he had to face Billy Horschel for sure. And then, you know, probably, uh, well, Sky Scheffler and then most likely Patrick Cantley. Obviously, Patrick Cantley didn't make it out of that round, but that was just weird. Weird for Tom Hoagie last week to be that high owned, to be the highest owned player on some slates. And I get it. You know, cheap price tag for someone that you're just hoping makes it out of the group. But that's why minimum price Richard Bland should have been because, you know, Bryson hadn't played in a while and then just going against two similar plays in Lee Westwood and I forget who the other one was. That was kind of lucky to get that through. But still, same same idea, just weird that he was chalk. It was weird that he was chalk. And that's one thing that I do want to point out this week is that if we do get bad chalk, like, like I think we might, this, this is going to be ownership leverage week. We do want to focus on that. So this is my long way of saying that. It was weird that Troy Merritt was chalk a couple of weeks ago, but still, he should be a strong play this week. The thing about Troy Merritt is that he is a guy that does have a lot of upside finishes. He's a guy that has had some weeks in which, you know, he's right around taking down an event, and he just hasn't been able to come through just yet. We saw that at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. You know, probably could have won. Uh, he's been playing some good golf lately. So, you know, I do like him as a pick, especially at 7.3. That's a great price take for him. We can see his starts here have been 34th, 36th, and 49th place finishes here. So overall, Troy Merritt does make a lot of sense. He does rank out top 12 in recent form rank as well. So now we're going to get back into the plays here. Um, yeah, so the other plays that I do like are going to be Denny McCarthy here as well. So Denny McCarthy, you know, he's a guy that if you play, you're probably expecting to make out, made cut out of uh, – 34th miscut and 20th here, four straight make cuts in a row on the PGA Tour. You know, this season, he's just been a cup maker, doing kind of what you expect from him. He is pretty good around the greens as a whole. 81st on the PGA Tour over the past 10 weeks, which is not terrible. Overall in the field, that's probably top 30. So we do like that. Effective scoring, top 55 in the field. So once again, that is that 9-5 only stat. So in a week where we don't have that many quality plays, that's a really good rank there for effective scoring. Uh, the issue with him, kind of like a lot of these players in this price point here, is that the upside finishes have not really been there for him. This is a week where you'd hope that he'd be able to take advantage of that. Now we're going to dip down into the value tier. And, you know, there's some, there's a bunch of, like, shoulder shrug value plays this week. So this list could have been a little bit longer. Like, Peter Uline is in price, guys, and he has made, like, five straight cuts worldwide in a row now, including last week. Pretty good start on the deep or on the Corn Ferry Tour a couple of weeks ago. I think he finished like second. So almost won an event. And he's been priced. Played pretty well last week. 35th place finish there. Or like top 40 finish. Very interesting there. That is min price. Another guy that played last week. All these guys played last week actually. So don't mind them. But David Lipsky. He's been a guy that's been catching my eye for a while. And I kind of mentioned this on the Corrales video. I think definitely on the write-up is that. This has been a guy that's been catching my eye for quite a while. I've been looking for reasons to play him because I want to play him because I do think he does have that upside. Did finish top 10 last week, which is awesome. Uh, 68th the week before that, 26th the week before that, 55th the week before that. So four straight make cuts in a row on the PGA Tour. We do love to see that from him. Top 40 staff in the field, top 40 recent form rank. Obviously, if we were to look at like the last five weeks on the PGA Tour, and actually we can do that real quick, custom model, let's go to that. Whoops, kind of one small misclick there. Yeah, whoopsie. Get back into it. Yeah, the custom model. Let's just look at kind of his recent form over the last five weeks, see how he would compare to the field. So um, let's see here. 
take out course history. You don't really care about that. Just want to see how he would rank out if we're just looking at the last five weeks. Even like last four weeks. How about let's just do last four weeks. So not bad. I mean, was that like top 20 if we're just to look at like the last four weeks? So that's pretty good there from David Lipsky. And this is that nine to five custom model tool where you can really just plug in whichever data points that you want in there. So really proud of that tool. Really simple, easy to use. Uh, you guys can go ahead and use that the way you see fit. Uh, but yeah, getting back into it there, uh, I do really like uh, David Lipsky as a value play. And then some like Bryce Garnett as well. Bryce Garnett was a player that we were on last week. Uh, didn't really come through too much. He was a high risk, high reward type of play. Uh, didn't really come through. I guess that's the worry would be that he didn't come through. He hasn't played well here uh, recently as well. But four straight make cuts around the PGA Tour. That is something you can chase if you want to. Uh, and then another value play that I actually do really like. He's someone that has been playing some quality golf thus far this season. It's Tyler Duncan. You know, you're going to get probably a good round out of him. And if he misses the cut, you're probably going to get a cut sweat with him, which as a value play, that's really all you want. 6.5 is a great price point for him. So he's missed the cut here twice and then finished 44 here last year. Uh, three straight make cuts around the PGA Tour. But like I said, like all, his missed cuts haven't really been bad. And, you know, he's just kind of someone, if he does make the cut, probably going to get a top 40 finish out of him. And that value play at 6.5, that's perfectly fine. I really don't mind that. And kind of same thought process there with Nate Lashley, who has been playing much better as of recent as well. So Nate Lashley, two missed cuts here in a row at this tournament, but been playing well. He's finished 15th, 27th, and 7th over his last three starts on the PGA Tour. So that's something that I do really like as well. All right, so real quick, we're going to get into the lineup tool. Actually, let's show you guys the fades. We'll show you guys the fades, then we'll show you guys the lineup first look build and then we show you guys a little bit of a master's preview and we'll be getting out of here for you all right so let's get into the fades real quick so the fades and you guys know my strategy with fades i don't want to give you guys just general these are shitty plays fade them you know i don't want to give you guys that that's that's not useful i want to give you guys plays that you know if they do make the cut they could go on and win okay i want them to be bold calls I want them to be calls that you know maybe two out of four of them miss the cut and then one of them does make the cut and finishes well I want to establish like which players are risk reward type plays and you guys can decide from there like what you want to do with it if you know maybe you do want to be on make Tony Finau at 5% ownership and he's projected at 10% ownership you could probably you know you, you maybe want to still be on him to capture that upside but you don't want to go crazy with it you want to be underweight on him and that's kind of what I'm trying to establish here with you guys so like Tony Finau you know, does rank out top 20 in the 9 to 5 mile this week I actually don't hate him as a play uh, course history wise, not terrible. Fine with that. Recent form wise, not terrible, not great. So over his last ninety, over the last ninety days, he's had seven starts, missed the cut in three of those, and not like too many upside finishes. I know a lot of people are going to be hanging their hat on the fact that he went off in the third round for match play, and you guys, you guys can, I guess, use that if you want to. That's kind of just the game of golf, though. Like golf is a game of consistency and maybe he found something there. Maybe it's just playing loose and he knew he didn't have anything to play for. So he's just firing at pins and that's why he went out and played well and destroyed a lot of Xander Shoffley builds, unfortunately. <laughs> then Charlie Hoffman. So Charlie Hoffman, I've, this is where Monday morning uh, trap thought comes into play because I saw Charlie Hoffman get a lot of chatter for some reason. I know it's the course history here. Um, and I'm, you know, the local ties narrative, but the recent form is terrible. I mean, over the last 90 days, his best start was a 67th place finish. I mean, he's just not a good play. Sure. That course history could be something you'd want to chase, 
but he's priced at 8.2. I mean, that is not a price tag that you want to chase. Sure, if he was priced like at Ian Poulter, a very similar play, yeah, maybe you go for it. And that's not to say that he couldn't, you know, find that magic once again. He very well could. But at this price point, that is just a little bit too risky for me this week. And then Jason Day. Jason Day, you know, he's a guy that been very hit or miss, and he was the last player to make kind of the fades here because, you know, he has been playing well, you know, over his past, over the past 90 days. He's only missed two cuts. And then other than that, you know, some pretty good finishes. Or sorry, this is Davis Riley. Sorry, Davis Riley right here. Um, you know, he has had some good starts mixed in there. No course history. Like, he's fine. I just, this shock, this price tag was shocking to me. Like, why is he priced this high? And something like Grayson Sig is priced, like, much cheaper. You know, that's kind of weird to me. Uh, this is definitely more of a price point fade than anything. But he is someone that has been playing well. I wouldn't mind it. And now getting to Jason Day for you guys. Jason Day, you know, <laughs> tough to know exactly what to do with him. So, yeah, over the past 90 days, he has missed two cuts. But he also has had some, you know, upside finishes like Davis Riley. I do worry that people are going to see his price tag, Jason Day's price tag, and like go for it. And this is where the name value, like you could go Tony Fino and Jason Day and you know feel good about it name value-wise. But all in all, when you look at it a little bit deeper, they're a little bit risky. And that's kind of the, the name of the game this week is that there's going to be some name value. There's going to be some high-risk, high-reward type plays. And I, I would categorize you know three out of these four as high-risk, high-reward type plays. And you know I just don't see all four of them making the cut. Thus, I don't really like them as plays. All right, now getting into the lineup tool here. going to show you guys a first look build. Um, so I do really like Hideki. I do really like Rory. You know, a lot of these guys are going to be decent plays, okay? Like, that is just the nature of the beast this week. Um, did mention Chris Kirk, Maverick McNeely. You know, let's try to make a build with those two uh, starting off with, and then we can go lower here. So, Pan and Kazire, he's a guy that I really like as well. Let's see here. Who else? Uh, KH Lee, obviously we want to be on KH Lee. We got four players selected pretty good here so far. Uh, let's see who else we got. Troy, Money Merritt. Let's try to fit him in there. And guys, this is an ugly build. I mean, just look at this build right now. I mean, not a very good build. That's that's what we have this week. And then let's see here. So way over the price there. Um, uh, Ian Poulter. That, that would work. We got a little bit left over. Let's see who else we can fit in there. Mito, <laughs> Charlie Hoffman. Just kidding about Charlie Hoffman. Yeah, damn. He is at that price point uh, where he could fit him. So I don't know if you guys are buying into the potential narrative with him, you could play him. I don't mind Bobby McIntyre. He's someone that I think it will be on as a lower exposure play uh, right now. You know, I'd be fine with this build. Uh, 70% chance to get six or six across the cut line. Pretty decent uh, you know, build here. Uh, average mile rank 15th. Average course history rank 18th. Uh, average stat rank 22nd and recent form rank pretty good there uh so, you know it's a pretty solid build uh lots of risk lots of reward but that is kind of just the nature of the beast this week um you know it kind of is what it is and now real quick i want to show you guys the the masters outlook and then we'll begin out of here all right so just real quick on the masters here so the two favorites to win right now are going to be john rom and scotty scheffler i did mention dustin johnson as someone that said that he kind of found his game somewhat recently i really don't mind that if he did find his game this is pretty good odds for him you know obviously three top 10 finishes over his last four starts here missed the cut after you know taking down the victory in the fall really don't mind him willie z it's kind of an interesting name but you know for me i do really like scotty scheffler i do really like john rom uh, kind of is what it is. And then Billy Horschel is a very interesting name to me as well. You know, really priced down though, but he is someone that kind of just is playing great golf right now. It just wouldn't be shocking to see him win a major this year. 
maybe not the best for the Masters, but it does seem like he is someone that could win a major, so I really don't mind that there from Billy Horschel. But that is all I have for you guys this week. I really hope you guys enjoyed this video. Kind of hope you enjoyed that new look build. If you guys want to join 9to5Nation, the best value in PGA DFS, $10 a month. You really can't beat that. It's your one-stop shop for PGA DFS, guys. Fantasy without the fluff. We give it to you straight. Uh, and really, I was doing a lot of research with the model. It's been really good. I'm going to release that here in the next month or so. Uh, but I'm comparing it to just the rest of the field. And there is just a pretty good edge there each and every week. So hopefully you guys join. If you don't, you know, give me a like and subscribe. I do appreciate that. And as always, guys, let's keep cashing.